Football on Off the Ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. Thursday night's football show Richie McCormick here with you on the eve of a new Premier League season it all gets underway tomorrow night at Selhurst Park it's Patrick Vieira leading Crystal Palace against his former side Arsenal it's going to be an 8pm start to that one and we will look ahead to the games that are to come this weekend and indeed to the summer's business done by the big players in the Premier League with John Giles momentarily just to bring you up to date on everything else going on one of course non-football line I suppose the main sporting line of the night being Derek Ling appointed as the new Kilkenny senior hurling manager on a three year term to succeed Brian Cody but in Europe Shamrock Rovers with four minutes played in Tala Stadium in the second half of their Europa League qualifier the third round qualifier against Scuppy of North Macedonia Rovers leading by two goals to nil a Greenberg penalty and a Dylan Watts goal in 29 minutes the difference between the sides there earlier on a fantastic result for St. Patrick's Athletic winning 1-0 away to CSK Sofia in the third qualifying round of the Conference League Serge Akatai with that goal for them uh, in the closing stages of that game after coming on as a late substitute for Billy King and uh, not so good for Sligo Rovers beating 5-1 tonight away to Viking a David Cawley penalty the consolation for them uh, they will meet back at the showgrounds next Thursday fantastic picture tweeted out tonight as well uh, by Rory Houston I saw there of uh, the hundreds watching on the match on a big screen in Sligo Town uh, just praying for a goal he says at the time and it came in the end a minute from time uh, from David Cawley but uh, a 5-1 reversal for Sligo Rovers away to Viking tonight great night for the Dublin sides so far at least uh, the former manager of one of those joins us on the line now to look ahead to the new Premier League season John Giles good evening to you Evening Richie How do you feel on the eve of a new Premier League season John are you, are you excited are you looking forward to everything getting ramped up and kicking off again Yeah yeah, looking forward to it Richie it doesn't seem we've had much of a break <laughs> It never does It never, never does, does yeah. you know, and, and then we're going to have the World Cup in between as well so it's going to be a fairly hectic season. Yeah, at it's, least it's it's going to be a bit mad. Not least of which, as you mentioned, because we've got uh, the small matter of a World Cup uh, plunked in the middle of it. So the handbrake goes on in the middle of the, middle of the winter, yeah. and then we'll start again uh, on the other side of Christmas in the new year. Um, but in between, I mean, we've got a fascinating title race in prospect again. It looks like the main players are going to be. Uh, pretty much the main players once more Liverpool and Manchester City look like they're going to take some beating and then it's going to be a race for the top four but some intriguing subplots to say the least uh, going on pretty much at every other uh, club that's been doing business so far in the transfer window just to bring you through say who Liverpool have brought in during this close season of course they signed uh, Darwin Nunez from Benfica for close on 80 million euro they also signed Fabio Carvalho from Fulham uh, the young teenager who uh, rose to prominence in the championship for Fulham last season and then the replacement right back for Trent Alexander-Arnold is now Calvin Ramsey who they bought from Aberdeen whereas they lost the likes of Sadio Mane and Takumi Minamino and several other young players that went out whereas Manchester City for their part they brought in Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund and Calvin Phillips were their two main signings let go of a lot of players did City for a lot of big money as well they kind of evened out the books if not better than that Alexander Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus both left uh, for Arsenal Raheem Sterling has gone to Chelsea for nearly £50 million and several other youngsters as well. Uh, assessing the business done by those two, first of all, John, who do you think has come away from the transfer market? And granted, there's still uh, a few days to go in it. Um, I think they've showed up shop in terms of business and any big business that they might do. How do you assess how Liverpool and Manchester City have done on the face of things? Because all we have to go off in terms of well, evidence so far yeah, is I the charity. I shield. think they've recruited well, uh, both of them. Um, uh, we've got... 
Well, Liverpool got Salah to sign a contract, which is a big one. Um, I would say Liverpool, I think, have come off best. Uh, Richie. Why do um, you reckon, John? Um, well, first of all, I think they're, they, they were more solid than uh, Manchester City. Um, I mean, City have got Phillips, as we know, and and uh, Haaland. I think Haaland will be a huge success for them, uh, uh, Richie. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about the, the, the Phillips situation because they've got Rodri there as well. And I think they're very, very similar to each other in the playing in the middle of the field. You know, Bernardo Silva is the best of them for uh, uh, getting hold of the ball and dominating in the middle of the field. But I think Liverpool already have that in the middle of the field with the players they have. Uh, I think with getting the the new player coming in, what's his name? Nunex, Nunex, is it? Nunez. Yeah. Sorry, Nunex. Salah is still there. Yota, Firmino, Carvalho. I think they've recruited, recruited slightly better than uh, Manchester City have but I think it'll be between the two of them but I will, if I was putting money on it now uh, for the league for example I think I would put it on Liverpool okay. um, It's interesting that both of them have signed centre forwards and kind of old school centre forwards in the sense that we haven't really seen uh, much in the game over the last few years like they're proper I guess in modern parlance they call them number nines whereas they're focal points for their attack whereas City obviously enough in the last uh, few years, five, six years under Pep, would have had this, you know, almost like a front six, whereas goals can kind of come from anywhere. And Liverpool would have been the same. Their front three is their front three. And it's been, uh, you could have reeled it off for game after game after game over the last four years, five years. It was Mane, Salah uh, and Firmino. Now, Diogo Jota's come in and kind of upset the apple cart a little bit on that. But now they have two centre forwards. Each of them, Manchester City have Erling Haaland, Liverpool have Darwin Nunez. And you would think, on the face of things, John, that it might slightly alter the way both teams play. Uh, well, it could well do. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't have an out-and-out centre-forward, as you know, last year, Manchester City. Uh, and funny enough, uh, they've had an amazing city, uh, sorry, uh, league last year, City. You know, they, they, they actually scored, I think, four or five goals more than Liverpool. Yeah. Without a recognised centre-forward, you know, which which was amazing. Um so, like, Haaland will, will score goals for them, uh, but I just wonder if, if, they're, if they're going to do it as well in the middle of the field or some of the forwards. I mean, Grealish hasn't hit it off, really. Mares maybe. But they're, they're both playing as wingers, and uh, I don't see them taking players on, particularly Grealish. He hasn't... He, I mean, he wasn't a, mid- uh, sorry, a winger for, for uh, Villa. Yeah. I mean, he was more a left-sided midfield player. And what, what I see them playing uh, City, when they get into certain positions where Grealish, for example, should be taking players off, he stops, passes it back, and they start all over again. You know, I think Liverpool are more more dangerous now, this season, than they were last season with the signings they've made. Is that a lack of confidence from Grealish? Is that a, a, a kind of... He doesn't seem like somebody who lacks in confidence, but when you become a hundred million pound player and there's suddenly the expectation, you're not the young local lad anymore. You're a big signing for somebody else in a strange part of the country. You suddenly, like, does that kind of burden players and that can burden players in a sense? Well, I think what happened to him, I mean, they paid a hundred million for him, but at Villa, but when he played at Villa, uh, Richie, he played as a left sided midfield player. 
he didn't play as a winger. Like, wingers have a different job to do altogether. When the ball comes out, you know, played up to them, they've got to be beating the fullback and that. But he, did, he wasn't doing that at Villa. He was playing his left side midfield player. So I do feel a little bit sorry for him to be put into a position where he's expected to be a £100 million player. And it's, it's not his normal position. That's the way I see it with, uh, with Grealish. But anyway, that's the way I think he's going to be playing again. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's really done it for him. And, and if he plays in the left wing again, I don't think he's going to do it for next se- next season. And then they're going to depend on De Bruyne a lot. Whether, like De Bruyne finished the season well, uh, Richie. Very well, yeah. But he didn't. He didn't have a good season. I saw him last week in the last match against Liverpool, and he's getting on to his his teammates and that. You know, and I don't like that anyway. You know, I, I think he's a terrifically gifted player, but he, but he's a moody. He's a moody individual. On his day, he's, he's brilliant. But I hate, hate talking about players on their day. But anyway, we'll wait and see how he does. And Mara's on the, the, the right, right side, whether he's going to be able to take players on as well. I mean, they have um, Foden to come in. I think he'll come into the team on, on, and play much more matches. And Bernardo Silva's a terrific player. So it's going to be fascinating to, to, to see with the new signings, how they're going to do, and Liverpool with their new signings. But I think Liverpool are more solid... Uh, week in and week out than, than City are likely to be. Now, I'm only guessing now, Richie, and, 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 and that's what I would think if I was putting money on it. I would put money on Liverpool to, be, to, to overtake City, especially in the league. I'm, I'm curious about the World Cup element because obviously enough, every other World Cup we've had, it's, you know, a long season and a 38, you know, 42 games long, whatever it happens to be heading into a World Cup and you either impress throughout the season or you don't. This time around, it seems like from, uh, and you know, not just an English perspective, this is everybody, uh, like there's a narrow window in which to impress your national team manager if you're on the fringes and if you're not necessarily central to his thinking. And Jack Grealish kind of fits into that category whereby, you know, maybe he did look like he would be the player under Gareth Southgate and now he's kind of drifted out of the reckoning a little bit and people like Phil Foden have superseded him in an international capacity. And it's a real make or break, what were you now, in August? So it's a real make or break three months, essentially, that you really have to put the hammer down and perform well in these first three months of the season if you're going to go to a World Cup, if you're one of those players who's on the fringes. Well, I think it's it's crazy stuff, uh, uh, Richie. I mean, I mean now how, how did they get that place for a World Cup? And you think of all the places in the world that you can get a World Cup. I mean, England, for example, having had a World Cup since 1966. Mm. You've got Italy, you've got Spain, you've got Germany. You've got all these big places. So you'd wonder, they have to, they have to split the season, as, as you quite rightly say there. It's just madness. It's madness. I mean, the players are going to be playing up to that, through that, and then beyond that with a big break in the season. I mean, how, how did it get to that stage? Where think, the World Cup yeah. is, is, is in that country. There's it's books crazy. and documentaries and all stuff. that kind of stuff to be written about how Qatar got uh, FIFA to get them on side. But just in terms of having to perform in that much of a burst, knowing that you have that such small a time frame to try and get yourself into an international manager's thinking, it's got to play on certain players' minds, you'd think. Well, it's, it's bound to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's no good for anybody, which you know whether it be for the English team or any international team, for the players themselves. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a very very long season with loads and loads of matches, where you're going to get loads and loads of injuries. You're bound to, 
uh, you know, I think Liverpool have a, have a big squad of players, so, so Manchester City. But they're going to need them. And as you say, for the England lads to, to get into it, like if they have a, a bad start to the season, there's a good chance they won't get, they won't get into the squad. Yeah. But all, all, all the, the countries are going to have that problem. Yeah, your Belgians, your you know uh, Germans, wherever else is going to have the same issue uh, throughout the course uh, of Europe and indeed beyond. But like, you can't really. This is a league now where you presume you, like you don't know what's going to come in the second half of the season because you don't know what you're going to have in no. terms of who's coming back from a World Cup and who's not. So well, exactly, Richie. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be injuries. That's for yeah. sure. But you can't you can't afford in terms if you're a club that's looking to challenge for anything, whether it's a top four place, whether it's a title, whether it's to avoid relegation, you can't really afford a slow start this season. Oh no! They can't. Well, you, 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 with Liverpool and Manchester City, even last season, they're, they're they're neck and neck, you know. But what's happened as well within the Premiership? I mean, there's an awful lot of foreign players playing in in the, the Premiership now that will be playing. Their top players will be playing in the World Cup for whether it be Spain or Germany or whoever, whoever, whatever country they come from. Mm. So I think the, the the Premier League will suffer more than anybody else. Uh, in 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 the, the long season that we're going to have when it comes to the Europe matches after the uh, after the World Cup. Yeah, the dynamic of it is very very strange altogether. Mm. On Calvin Phillips, I mean, as we mentioned, one of the senior players to leave Manchester City this summer. I guess one of the, the least heralded ones um, would be Fernandinho because he's been there for so long and kind of mm. was one of those players who kind of quietly did uh, their job and sat in front of the defence and cleaned things up and mopped things up. To be the guy who's suddenly replacing him, who's been there for a decade and he's cost 50 million quid coming in from Leeds. I mean, you would have seen a lot of Calvin Phillips down through the last four or five years for Leeds, John. Is he able to kind of step into that role, do you reckon? I know you mentioned he's a similar player to Rodri, but does he have the ability to make that step up to a team like Manchester City? I think he has. I I, I wouldn't depend on him getting on the ball and and spread. I think he has the ability to spread the ball around. Hmm. But he he, he seemed to be at... uh, told at least this is the position you're playing in and for England you know I don't see him getting on the ball and, and really creating in, in, in the way that I think he has the ability to do and then you've got you've got Rodri who, who is very similar in that way Richie he doesn't get on the ball much you know he's more or less a, 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 a defensive midfield or holding midfield as they say uh, and to be honest I don't think Phillips has unless Pep gets it out of him the ability to, to get on the ball and spray the ball around and create, and indeed scored a few goals himself. You know, like when he was playing in midfield for Leeds, I think he was told, this is what you've got to do, you're the holding midfield player, because if you look at his goal-scoring record, it's not very good. It's not very good for England. And, the, and as a midfield player, he should be scoring goals. And neither does Rodri. So I can't see the two of them playing in the middle field for Manchester City. Yeah, it could be a case of... I mean that's uh, accounting for the ne- the need for squad depth. You could have one one week in, one week off. Uh, well, they could do that. Yeah. But, but if you if you have if you're paying that much money for a player of fifty million, uh, you know if if you have another player similar to them, because really you don't need two players of that caliber playing in the position in the middle of the field. So you'd, you'd sort of have to rest every second week, Richie. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and that shouldn't be the case. I mean, when you get out there and midfield players from Manchester City, they should be able to attack, should be able to defend as well and score goals. That's what midfield players should be able to do. So I haven't seen it yet from Phillips, although what he does for, for Leeds, he did well. What he does for England, he does well. Mm. But he's not playing as a midfield player 
and have the expectation to do more than he does. Unless Guardiola gets that from him. He hasn't got it from Rodri. Rodri is a player that classes from A to B. He doesn't score many goals. He doesn't create many goals. Yeah. So you could have two players very, very similar to each other. That's, that, 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 that's the only way I can see it. Unless Guardiola expect, uh, uh, wants Phillips to play in a more forward position. One of the areas that Liverpool have kind of been questioned over, particularly by their own fans actually during the course of this summer, John, is their midfield. People have been wondering perhaps why they didn't add to that midfield in a in a really meaningful sense. I know Fabio Carvalho can play there uh, a little bit, but you look mm. at the, the age profile that's there already. Um, Thiago is, is 31. Uh, James Milner is 36 now. And Jordan Henderson uh, is 32. Now, granted, you do have the likes of uh, Fabinho's uh, still only 28 and Abby Keita is still only 27 uh, but there is a sense that maybe you haven't seen the best of Keita so far um, and then you're into the likes of Harvey Elliott who's 19 did they need in your opinion John a little bit of something extra in midfield or if you're Jurgen Klopp are you happy enough with the tools that you have there in the centre of the park I, I think I'd be reasonably reasonably happy uh, with them Richard to be honest mm. uh, there's another young lad there playing what's the other midfield lad uh, there's Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott will be the two, two yeah, younger well, lads. Jones is a bit yeah. older, but I think he could play in the first team. Yeah, with all the players they have around them, do you know what I mean? Like they've, 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 as, you, as we can see over the years, the, the front three or four, whoever's playing, are really, really good. And uh, you know, they, 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 they might sign somebody, but I think they could put a couple, at least one of those young lads in the midfield to go with the experienced players. I mean, I know they're, they're, they're a bit older, but they're, they're, they're still very fit. and they're, they're, I haven't seen them struggle in any way, whether it be Henderson or Thiago. Or I, they actually finish the season very, very strongly uh, in, in those positions. Mm. And you never know. He might. He, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool bought somebody else in the middle field. In other words, if they get whatever they want in that position. I think they have, they have the money to do it. And I think that they definitely have the resources but I, I still think with the players that they have, although you've mentioned their age, they're still good enough to still play. Yeah. James Milner in particular is like one of these freaks who's like just, I think he's probably the fittest person at the club still. And he's like, he's 36 yeah, he's years of age. It's unbelievable. He's amazing. I mean, all those players that you mentioned, they, they, they don't look their age at all. You know, they're, they're well able to do their stuff and, and they've got really good players around them. Mm. You know, you've got Van Dijk, around him the, the other lad they brought in the centre half I can't think of his name the really top class player Alexander and uh, the left back Robertson Canate's in there and Robertson's on the left and yeah, yeah pretty much they, everywhere in every position squad. Every, I think yeah. they've got a big uh, uh, very very uh, balanced squad Liverpool hmm. um, definitely speaking of, of balance or lack thereof um, I want to touch on Manchester United with you as well John because yeah. obviously they've got a new manager in Eric Ten Hag and the perception would be is that they want to close the gap on the top uh, two that looks like you know it's still going to be a long ways off given how they finished last season they were on 58 points 93 it's like 30 odd points behind the top two uh, it's a lot like that's a hell of a, bri- a, a, mm. a gap to bridge and they're not helped by the fact that they have their best-known player uh, is 37 and seemingly wants out. What have yeah. you made of the Cristiano Ronaldo saga as it's become this summer, John? Because it certainly looks like he wants to leave. United oh. are making noises that they don't want him to leave, 
but surely it would benefit all parties if he wasn't there anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very difficult job for, for the new manager coming in, uh, Richard. There's no doubt about that. And it will take time, you know. If, if, if he is what, he's, what we, we well, what Manchester United hope he'll be, then he's got to get a grip of it. Uh, and, and, and there'll be a lot of problems. And Ronaldo being the biggest, I mean, my take on it is that Ronaldo wants to get away. And what's happening now in the game, he has his agent, and it looks like to me that the agent has done a deal with somebody, and he's been told, listen, you've got to get away. And, and what Manchester United are saying, well, we don't want you to go here. You've got another contract, quite rightly. Mm. But he's doing all sorts. I mean, he left, didn't he, when he was subbed last week, he left before the end of the match and all that. So he's doing the best he can to get away. But the, I'd say the agent has a deal set up and Manchester United are not playing the role for his, from his point of view, which is to get away. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he, is, he has a contract with Manchester United. Uh, the, the new manager saying, no, I want him in the team. I can't see how that's going to happen, but uh, but the, the, I think the manager is showing, trying to show anyway. I'm not going to be set set on by any player, whether it be Ronaldo or anybody else. I'm mm. the boss. I don't want him to go, so he's not going. There hasn't and been R- either. Ronaldo's the, uh, doing his best to get away. Yeah, but ha- it'll, it'll take time for 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 the new any manager to come in. You know, if you go back to Ferguson's time, I mean, Ferguson took two or three years. He took four before years before he got think, it yeah, going. Yeah, um, did, like I'm guessing from your viewpoint, it would be harsh to judge Ten Hag like until he's gotten his feet wet properly in this gig. Like he need to be there for a year or more before he yeah. can properly accurately assess how he's doing because the last thing they want to do is now involve themselves in a series of knee jerk reactions and you know getting rid of the manager as soon as there's any hint of trouble you want to sense that this is the guy for the next few years and you want to give him time to actually make his own make his own stamp on the team I guess Oh there's no doubt you know, and, and, and it'll take a bit of time you know it, mm. it's, it's like he's, he's got the Ronaldo problem is a big problem on its own and then he's got to get the players in that, that, that he wants to get in uh, and that hasn't happened yet I think he's only played made two or three signings uh, but I think he knows what he wants. Like all good managers, they know what they want, and then 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 get it, get put his stamp on it. But it will take time, uh, Richard. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Ronaldo situation is going to take a bit of time, and I can't see any any future there for the manager having having any sort of a, a, a relationship with Ronaldo. And that's it. But but I think he has players in mind that he wants to get in, and he hasn't got them in just yet. But I think he'll be, he'll be backed by the club to get in the players he, he wants. Yeah. So it, it def, definitely has to be a season uh, where it's change and a lot of changes for the new manager and patience. What would constitute a good season for them then, John? Um, well, they were trying to get into... To, to, uh, Champions League position would be fantastic for them. Yeah. Right? But... Um, it could be fifth, could be sixth, could be seventh position uh, 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 that you could you could have with you, but you could see the progress. You know, you could see the actual. He's put his stamp on that. And that's going to get better. Not so much this season. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking out for too much this season. Yeah. But I'd be looking out at the, the end of the season. If they finish in fourth place, it'd be fantastic for them. But you could see that there's something happening. It's getting better. 
and it can only get better with time. It's like it's like it, 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 at Spurs. Yeah. You know, he, he, he took over a bad position, Conte. But he's made a huge job of it up to the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? They've improved. They've improved uh, immeasurably. Under immeasurably. Yeah, yeah. Over a quick period of time. I mean, he's a terrific manager, there's no doubt. And he's got a, a couple of. He's got Richardson, Anderson in from from Everton. I've never been a big fan of his, but he's he's got him in, and and a few more players that we I have never heard of that's come in. But that's what he did. He got. Remember, he got four players in during the year, and they've been very very good. Yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been a dud, I don't think, under Conte just yet. No. I think I think a lot of people were a little bit worried, maybe, that those players that he brought in from Juventus last season perhaps weren't the exact players that he wanted at the time. But mm. Kulisevsky in particular and Bentancur certainly worked. Christian Romero was brought in before yeah. that, I know. Uh, but he's worked at the back. And mm. now you add on top of that Richardson, who makes that front two suddenly look like a really potent front three yeah. because you've got Son on the left, you'll have him on the right, you presume, and then Harry Kane through the middle. Uh, Eve Basuma is really highly rated having come in from, from Brighton. And even Perisic, uh, as almost under the radar, but like the calibre that he has behind him, playing yeah. under Conte at Inter, before that playing for Bayern, I think, wasn't it? And he played for Borussia Dortmund as well. Like yeah. These are guys that know how to get it done. Yeah, and he knows the players. I think what's, what's happened to the previous managers are there with, with the, 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 the boss uh, there, what wasn't allowing them to manage in a way of getting the players in. I think Conte said, look, I'm not joining this club unless I'm allowed to do what I, what I, want, to, I want to do. And I think he's allowed them to do it. And that's, that's been a big change in what's hap- been happening at Spurs. Um, and, go on ahead. Yeah, he, and he got, he's got in the players that he wants, you know, and that's 90% of the job. And he hasn't spent an awful lot of money, uh, really. You know, he, he obviously knows players, especially from Italy and on the continent, that we haven't never heard of. But the, and he said he got those four players in. And they really did their stuff. They really did their stuff. So he could be uh, um, one of the players, one of the teams that challenge for the league. Now, I don't expect him to do, but he's in there. He's improved that first side no end. And uh, he's been allowed to do it. And I think they can only get better. They'd be a very, very difficult team to beat, that's for sure. Okay. That's interesting. Football, uh, the football show even is brought to you by Sky. Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. John, you're going to stick with us. We're going to talk about perhaps teams that might struggle uh, throughout the course of the season and of course your own uh, beloved Leeds United. That's all to come after this. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports The best rugby insight and analysis OTB Sports Rugby When you watch a guy, Ger, standing on the sideline Counting players with his fingers You know this is bullshit Probably the greatest ever victory for Ireland Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports John, your own uh, Leeds United They've had a busy summer of comings and goings 
uh, perhaps headlined by the goings more than the arrivals uh, because Calvin Phillips, as we already mentioned, has gone to Manchester City. Uh, Rafinha went for big money to uh, Barcelona this summer as well. They've been the two main outgoings. Uh, Jesse Marsh has been busy. He's brought in uh, Luis Sinistera from Feyenoord. Uh, for a decent amount of cash. Tyler Adams looks like they're a like-for-like replacement in midfield for uh, uh, for Calvin Phillips, pardon me, and then the likes of Mark Rocca and Brendan Aronson have also uh, come in as well. Uh, but Phillips and Rafinha, John, two very, very difficult players uh, to replace because they've been almost the, the highlights for Leeds in a pretty pretty turbulent couple of years. Yeah, well, I, well I'd be, I, as an ex-player, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a bit worried about them, to be honest. I mean, it's very, very difficult in football, to sell two of your best players for a fair amount of money and try and replace them with, with players half the price. Mm. You know, it's not that easy. I mean, the, 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 that's why the big clubs are big clubs because they have the money to buy in the top players. But if you're selling two of your, your, two of your, your best players for, say, for 100, 100 grand, and then you're getting two or three players in for much less than 100 grand, I mean, the, 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 for who, whoever's doing the, the, the scouting for them has to be really, really a miracle man to be able to make that work, in my opinion, Richie. Yeah, I think Sinistera is the one who comes in with the biggest question mark, but also the biggest potential because um, Feyenoord obviously went deep in Europe uh, in the Conference League last season. He was key to that seemingly. But in other instances... It looks like Jesse Marsh is going with players with whom he's pretty familiar um, already, having you know perhaps worked with them uh, at his previous clubs. Tyler Adams is the one who kind of jumps out in that instance. Um, Rasmus Christensen and Brendan Aronson have both come from the Red Bull franchise. They come from Salzburg, so he wouldn't be unfamiliar with them. So I think he knows no, what no, he's working with. I don't think he's, he's been familiar or unfamiliar with them. What's the most he paid for any of those players? I think you'd be talking about twenty million, perhaps something like that, in, in along those yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's, he's just sold two players for a hundred million. Twenty nine million for Brendan Aronson. There you go. Yeah, well, which is a fair price, but it's it's it's, it's only half the price. That he, well, less than more, more, some more or less half the price that he's 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 got for the two other players. Mm. You know, it's very very difficult to do that at any time, but particularly in this this age, there where the best players are the best players, and you get the money from them, unless they have a scout a scout there who's really, really top-notch, that can see things that other people can't see and replay. But, but if you're selling two of your best players for 100 grand and you're getting three or four players in for less than 100 grand, that's miracle working nowadays, Richie. It's miracle working. I mean, what they should be doing, Leeds, if I, if, if I really wanted them to do well or should be doing well, is to keep the two players they sold and buy in another three or four players. But it, for 70 or 80 or 90 grand or a million I should say do you know what I mean Richie yeah, this, is, this is a very very competitive league and they only just got away with relegation last season just about right now you sell two of your players for 100 million and you buy in three or four players for less than, than, you, than, than you, you got for, for your players the, the, the other side of that argument of course is Barcelona and Manchester City come looking for you you're not going to turn them down to stay at Leeds more often than not with the greatest respect uh, to Leeds United. And similarly, these players like Sinistera and Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson, they could end up having a really good season and suddenly... Yeah, but you're, you're only guessing at like that. Worker, you're, yeah. If you're going at the price, I can understand what you're saying from the player's point of view, right? The players want to get away, but you don't have to sell them. 
But if you do sell them for a hundred hundred million, then you should be looking for you should be looking to spend that hundred million. Plus, in my opinion, considering the, the, the position Leeds were in last year, they only escaped relegation. You sell two of the players, and you're buying four players in for less than than, than you sold them for. You know, like the, 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 the scouting has to be top notch uh, to do that. I mean, this is a tough game, and it's all about money in that respect. Okay, you had to sell your players. Well, you didn't have to sell them, but they insisted on going, I would imagine. And they got 100 million in. Now you're buying players for less than 100 million. Now, that's miracle stuff nowadays if you can make that work. And good luck to them. The thing about that is, as well, um, is that you could go out and spend like for like. Like, you could go out and find two more £50 million players. Chances are those players will be coming in on money that is far in excess what any of your existing squad are on. So you're in danger of upsetting the apple cart there. If you've got somebody coming in on 120,000 know, a week uh, versus somebody who might be earning just like your top earner might have just been on 60 or 70, that yep. has the yeah, chance we, to come. We don't know what the lads were on. They've sold out. But just presuming that somebody comes in on big money, they're going to be earning big money as well. Well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. I mean, I, I, I think they, they didn't have to sell uh, it, the, uh, the midfield player. Mm, Phillips and Rafinha, yeah. Or just either of them. I mean, you can always say, no, you're not going. Now, it's, it's very difficult to do so. But, I mean, the, the other lad, was the midfield lad, the, 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 the Leeds lad? Phillips. Phillips. I mean... I'd say he wasn't mad to be sold. I mean, he's a local lad. He was—he seemed to be happy there, and they could pay him more money if they wanted to pay him. In other words, you do the best you possibly can, Richie, mm. not to sell your best players. And if you're going to sell the best players, whatever you have to do, whether they have to, you pay more or not, you have to do it. You just have to get the players in, or else you're going to be in a relegation battle next year again. I'd be surprised if these are not in a relegation battle. Uh, again this year do you think they could struggle definitely yeah who else do you reckon is going to be in and around that kind of mix uh, the three teams that came up now we've got Fulham came up as championship champions as it were uh, Bournemouth finished second then in Forest uh, back in the Premier League after 20 odd years uh, coming up through the playoffs um, well Forest seem to be making an effort to buy players in mm. the other two clubs I think their policy would be if we have to go down again we'll go down again in other words, they're not going to get themselves into trouble paying out a lot of money. I mean, Norwich have done it. They've done it twice now, haven't they? They went down. Twice went, or three times, up, I think, this stage, back yeah, up yeah. again now. You know, that's that, that's their policy. Uh, Nuts Forest seem to be making a bigger effort to get players in and paying more money so as they can stay up. Is that a dangerous thing? Like, setting aside the individuals involved because obviously we'd be here for the rest of the night if we were to list everybody Forrest have signed this summer if you've come up and been a really well managed well coached side and yep. suddenly you have an influx of 11-12 players in the summer is that a, a you know a, a dangerous gamble to, to kind of take because it's it's trying to integrate a lot of new people into a system that have been ticking along really nicely with the players you did have well, Norwich have done that, but they don't have to buy 10, 11 players. You know, they must have some good players. Say you buy three or four players, mm. good players, so as you can say, but I think the policy at, 
at, uh, at Norwich particularly, and Fulham, because Fulham have been up and down, is that they're not going to take a gamble on spending more money. Yeah. I think Norwich are, are family-owned, you know, and they seem to have that policy, OK, if we go down, because don't forget now, if you, if you go down, uh, Richie, you get, what is it, 40 or 50 million. In parachute payments, yeah. Parachute payments. So they're not going to get themselves into financial trouble. And Fulham seems to be the same. I don't see Fulham buying many players. So if they have to go down, right, they get the, the, the parachute money with a chance to go back up again. Yeah. You know, it makes sense in many ways because if, 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 it's, if it's your money, Richie, you know, and they can't afford to be buying a lot of players and, and still go down, because you're going to be stuck with those players in, the, in, 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 in the, when you go down again. In the championship, yeah. And we've kind of seen teams that have suffered because of that as well. Exactly. Uh, you know, like not far as they seem to be, they're spending money now, so they're taking a gamble on it to stay up. Hmm. But if the, if the gamble doesn't work and they go down, they're in big, 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 big trouble. Yeah, and our football and off the ball is brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. It all starts tomorrow night with uh, Crystal Palace against Arsenal. So just to wrap it up, John, you're back in Liverpool as champions and I think uh, Leeds to be in a, a bit of miter by the end of the season. Well, I hope not. Hmm. But if they're doing business the way they're doing business, it could happen. And I don't fancy a really successful season for Chelsea either okay. this year. I think there's a bit of bother going there. They've new owners. One of the owners seems to be uh, uh, very involved in the transfers and that. Mm-hmm. And, and Tuchel, as we Thomas Tuchel, he's done a great job, but things have gone really bad there. And I, and I can imagine him getting impatient and not, not hanging around there. Okay, John, uh, we will uh, look forward to your, your thoughts on the opening round of games, which are obviously going to come thick and fast uh, yep. this coming weekend. Uh, but between, and obviously we'll get back to your manager series as well, which you were uh, in the midst of with Nathan. When Nathan's back in the hot seat, I think we'll get to the great jock scene with yourself and himself. Uh, but for now, John Giles, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, Richie.